G'day there. This is the Bloody Aussie Battler podcast with your host and fellow battler, Mike Holt. The Bloody Aussie Battler brings you news and commentary on the political shenanigans in Canberra and around Australia. So grab a beer and fire up the barbie. We're about to roast some politicians and expose their nefarious activities. This episode is brought to you by Dick Yardley's book, Australian Political and Religious Leaders, Treason, Treachery and Sabotage. Dick exposes how Whitlam, Hawke, Keating, Goss, Rudd and all the other Fabians have destroyed our manufacturing and agriculture. If you want to know exactly how they have done it, get Dick's book at advanceaustralia.com.au and click on Merchandise. Knowledge is power. Get the power to fight the corruption today. G'day again. As we've been looking into the way the government operates, and we have found that it is really just a private corporation that has fooled everybody into believing that it is legitimate, we have to question everything else that it has done. And one of the biggest questions is, are we legally bound to pay taxes? Well, we've done some digging, and the following facts support the claim of the ATO being illegal. All law in Australia must be passed by a parliament in both houses, that is, in states that have both houses, and then it must be promulgated by law and gazetted. Now, the law that established the Australian Taxation Office has been challenged in court, whereby the plaintiff created the need to document the ATO's formation to the satisfaction of the defendant and the court. The plaintiff, with the approval of the Australian National Library, brought into the court every federal government gazette for the time period around when the law was passed by the federal parliament, I should say, supposedly passed. The defendant was asked to, please show us in which gazette we will find the legislation regarding the Australian Taxation Office, to which the defendant stated, it is not in any government gazette. Bazinga. The judge then stated, You have proved beyond any doubt that the law establishing the Australian Taxation Office has not been gazetted and thus place its legality in question. He went on, But I cannot permit Australia to fall into financial chaos and thus I strike out this evidence. How can he do that? Justice J. Callanan in Molike v. Chapman that's B8-2000 from the 24th of August 2000, agreed that the ATO was not a legal entity. So this has been validated by two judges. And since this case, an article from the Aussie Post quotes the High Court case on May 17, 2000, where the ATO admitted it isn't a legal personality. And this is a view also held by the presiding judge, Justice Cullinan. It goes further, stating, At the heart of the matter is the the inability of the ATO to provide any documentation that proves it is either a legal entity or was even established following correct procedure. Now, as a response by Anthony Wallace, an officer of the ATO, to Mr D. Cameron on February 25, 2000, In an affidavit, he stated that the writer and others he contacted could not identify any relevant files or documents setting up the ATO. 
In other words, the Australian government has misled the people of Australia in matters relating to taxation. So, is it lawful or not? Extracts from a letter dated June 29, 2005, addressed to the Taxation Commissioner, Mr M. Carmody, stated, As you are apparently aware, via Australian High Court cases and numerous other legal challenges against the Australian Taxation Office, the credibility of your commission and the status of the ATO have been known to be, for some considerable time, illegitimate. Please take further notice that your commission is entirely dependent upon the following. Laws issued by a legal Australian parliament granting the gathering of taxes, a legally appointed Australian government in other words, and a Governor-General with the appropriate legal status as granted by Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, Queen of the United Kingdom and Northern Ireland. Well, that's all very well, but it does state that we have to have a legally appointed government, and we don't. He went on to say, Please take further notice that it has been revealed in courts in the United Kingdom, in the ruling in the Chancery Division of the High Court in London on Friday 25th of June 2004, a case that was heard by Master Bencher Bowman of the Chancery Division of the British High Court, who had previously reserved his decision on 9th of March 2004, further stated that the letters patent issued under the Great Seal of Australia by Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, Queen of the United Kingdom and Northern Ireland, appointing a Governor-General in Australia, have been issued incorrectly. In other words, we don't even have a proper Governor-General. That, as a result of the ruling of the Chancery Division of the British High Court, the Governor-General of Australia holds no executive powers whatsoever. Well, we've seen that. He doesn't do anything anyway. And as a result of the ruling of the Chancery Division of the British High Court, all current Australian laws assented to on behalf of a British monarch by the Governor-General of Australia cannot hold any valid or legal executive authority as the Governor-General's appointments have not been lawfully issued and are in legal terms ultra vires. It also stated, I have included as attachments to this letter documents and letters that have been sent to various persons to acquaint them with the travesty of injustice that has been imposed upon the peoples of the Commonwealth of Australia. It went on to say, take note, that as you now have both actual and constructive notice of this legal defect, you have a duty of care obligation to act immediately and step down from your position once you have notified the peoples of the Commonwealth of Australia. And it was even stated by the writer that shortly after the letter was delivered, Mr Carmody left the position of Commissioner of Taxation and was replaced by another, and there was no response to Mr Carmody's letter. Another letter by the same writer was sent to the new Commissioner of Taxation on or about the 15th of February 2006, stating... Please take notice that I requested the Commissioner of Taxation to step down on the 29th of June 2005 as he held no legal status. 
Accordingly, any attempt by the Australian Taxation Office to demand monies with menace from any Australian citizen is an illegal act and must stop forthwith. Did you hear that? It is an illegal act for the ATO to demand monies with menaces. All current and pending claims by the ATO upon the citizens of Australia must be withdrawn immediately. I, that is the writer of this letter, forwarded documentation to the Taxation Commissioner on the 29th of June 2005 to acquaint him with the travesty of justice that has been imposed upon the peoples of the Commonwealth of Australia. You are advised to review this documentation without delay. And take note that as you now have both factual, actual and constructive notice of this legal defect, you have a duty of care obligation to act immediately. Thus, as is made clear, no current law created in Australia after 1919 has any legality. Now, the writer of that letter was attempting to rectify this matter with the least amount of political, financial and human suffering as possible. Rather, it was an attempt to wake up the system. But, of course... The system ignored it. And we are aware of private arrangements made by the ATO and other persons. Many people have taken actions against or had actions taken against them by the Australian Taxation Office. And we understand that in such private arrangements, the ATO has dropped all legal action and paid compensation to the opposing parties. And we further understand that in many documented cases, people had entered into an arrangement whereby the opposing party need not pay any further taxation in Australia. In fact, in some cases, the ATO has even agreed to reimburse all taxation paid by the opposing party in a further private arrangement. Now, if they're not guilty, why would they do that? Many senior political persons in both major political parties are aware of this and they simply turn a blind eye. Well, that's treason. Because they aren't aware of the outrage that would be felt by the Australian people should this matter be made public. Well, guess what? We are making it public. And therefore, taxation is involuntary. The Institute of Taxation Research, the ITR, has now received irrefutable proof through an exhaustive Freedom of Information Act search that the Australian Taxation Office was never officially gazetted in 1973 at its formation. Legally, therefore, the ATO does not exist. A barrister in Sydney presented this information to a judicial registrar who was hearing a liquidation proceeding. The registrar adjourned the case immediately after appearing visibly shaken. Oops. Only a matter of hours later, an airline pilot who is in the federal court in Melbourne against the ATO was contacted by solicitors representing that august body and informed that they were not proceeding with the case. Gee, I wonder why. Let me quote from an earlier Freedom of Information Act request asking for certified copies of the documents that established the Australian Taxation Office. In response, Mr. R.J. Tompkins, an ATO solicitor, responded, 
With regards to the recreation of the Australian Taxation Office, I was able to ascertain that the ATO was created as a branch of the Commonwealth Public Service by an executive instrument in 1973. That doesn't make it law. Officers of the Commonwealth Public Service are assigned to the ATO, and the Commissioner of Taxation is put in charge of those officers by Section 25, brackets 4, of the Public Service Act 1922. However, an extensive search of the ATO Library and Records Management System failed to identify any document relevant to this part of your request. Similarly, enquiries to the Commissioner's Office, People and Structures Branch, the Delegations and Authorisations Officer and the Parliamentary Business Unit did not identify any document. On the advice of the Australian Government Solicitor's Office, the letter writer went on, I contacted the Office of the Official Secretary to the Governor-General in an attempt to identify and obtain a copy of the Executive Instrument. This office referred me to the Federal Executive Council, who then suggested I contact Australia Archives. A detailed search by all officers failed to locate the relevant document. Accordingly, I am obliged in terms of Section 24A of the Act to deny access to this part of your application on the grounds that I was not able to locate the requested document. So they can't find any document at all that legalises the ATO. And it was from this original Freedom of Information Act request that the ITR was eventually able to identify that the ATO was never legally formed and therefore has been illegally gathering taxes since its formation. The ITR takes the view that all the tax laws in the country are illegal anyway and they're all under an illegal constitution, and that, therefore, taxes are voluntary. Now, to finish off, the late Sir Harry Gibbs, former Chief Justice of the Australian High Court, wrote an explanatory statement and a letter, and I've seen the letter, supporting the conclusions that we have reached. In his statement, he makes note of the fact that these conclusions are based on historical facts. There is no political rhetoric or legal opinion unless based on historical fact. And his statement goes further in confirming access to the historical documentations. And one of his key findings is, he stated that I therefore have come to the conclusion that the current legal and political system in use in Australia and its states and territories has no basis in law. We do not seek to try these findings in a court of law. Rather, we would prefer to establish common ground where this matter could be concluded out of court. So there you have it. Not only do we have an unlawful government, we also have an unlawful ATO collecting our tax money. Why are you paying taxes? Well, let's finish off this good news with a little bit of rain. This is a song that was written and performed back in the 60s by... Jose Feliciano. It's a beautiful song, Rain. And this is my version of it. I hope you enjoy. Listen to the pouring rain, listen to it. 
drop of rain, you know I love you more. Let it rain all night long. Let my love for you grow strong. As long as we're together, who cares about the weather? Listen to the falling rain, listen to it fall. And with every drop of rain, I can hear you call. Call my name right out loud, I can hear above the clouds. And down here among the puddles, you and I together huddle. Listen to the falling rain, listen to the rain. It's raining, it's pouring, the old man is snoring. He went to bed and he popped his head and he couldn't get up in the Listen to it pour And with every drop of rain You know I love you more Let it rain all night long Let my love for you grow strong As long as we're together Who cares about the weather Listen to the falling rain Listen to it pour Listen to it pour And with every drop of rain You know I love you more Let it rain all night long Let my love for you grow strong As long as we're together Who cares about the weather Listen to the falling rain Listen to it pour You have been listening to the Bloody Aussie Battler podcast.